You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. All right. Welcome to Refrigerator Diaries, where we want to hear your stories. If you've got anything, music, tunes, uh, video games, if it's related to food, let us know what's in your R. D. So we've got some special guests on with us today. Uh, the good brother Chris is with us from Events to Remember and also Young Village. And then the man, the myth, the legend behind Detroit Catering Co. And now uh, stepping into his own venture with 911 Kitchen. And you beat the curve. You you you're smarter than Uber. You're you're better than the Uber people, right? Yeah, yeah. We've been working on this for about two years. Okay. You know. All right. So so we've got Stuart Fox on on with us here. Let us uh, tell us a little bit about yourself, brother. Well, I own Detroit Catering Company, mostly large wedding catering. Been in the food business my whole life. I own Sugar Donuts Donut Shop. Yeah, three of those now, right? That's that's booming. No, no, I wish. (laughs) Um, And then you know, just launched the phone app nine one one Kitchen for for kitchen staff and temporary, part time, full time kitchen employment. Okay, so we're we're coming off the heels of what just recently became a pilot launch for. Uber works out in Chicago. Uh, for those of you that aren't familiar with Uber as a, uh, as a company, um, get out from under a rock. And, uh, for the rest of us, uh, Uber works is, 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 is kind of the future, right? And you, you've kind of saw this ahead of the game, uh, two years out and, uh, and decided to get in front of it. Yeah, I'm trying to, you know, um, we just now officially launched it. You know, we had some things that we wanted to change, but uh, it's it's a it's an app that connects an employer directly with an employee. So I mean, it's, I'm doing something that Uber's not even doing. Mm-hmm. You know, they're they're creating like staff and agencies. Any of the other apps that are around too. There's a couple, you know, similar. Those are like headhunters. Those are staffing. Mm-hmm. You know, this is something that actually you know matches criteria between kitchen staff and employers you know and matches up with people in your area yeah you know know, and it allows you to have direct communication uber's worker temp you know it's kind of something set up almost like how their car process is right this is allowing you to you know communicate back and forth when a match is connected okay you know with an employee and that that's important and at that point you can discuss money expectations whatever Mm -hmm. you want the app really is just a simple middleman to create that connection Right, right. It's it's important to have some some aspect of connection still in today's world, right? Yeah, you know a lot of that. Um, and the writing's on the wall. You know, everywhere you go, most of the restaurants, I think it's safe to say, have a for hiring sign. Oh, everywhere. I mean, anywhere you go to eat, you know, grab someone there and say, "You guys need help in your kitchen." They're going to tell you, "Yeah." Like when I quit, I had chef position. To start the catering company, I knew that I could freelance cook anywhere I wanted, whenever I wanted. And, and that proven true, you know, I paid, I left a high paying job with, without any anxiety about leaving because I felt confident enough that I could work whenever I wanted, wherever I wanted, mm-hmm. you know, and that, and that, <laughs> and that happened. I, you know what? So I am somewhat in the same boat, right? Like I, I left a pretty high paying job, but I was not confident. I, <laughs> I, I was so hesitant to hang on to that W2 lifestyle until it just made sense for me not to. Yeah. And, you know, you've got to almost 
embrace that freelance lifestyle. You're, you're in a freelance, right, Chris? Yep. You know, you've got to embrace that lifestyle <laughs> just a bit, right? Well, what yeah. I like about it is just that when you have more open time, it gives you the ability to do more things. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that freelance lifestyle, when you have the ability to move from one thing to the next, um, I think it really kind of opens your doors for stuff. Mm-hmm. Gives you that flexibility you need to mm-hmm. grow. And that was with the catering company. So many hours were you working as a full-time chef? Oh, fuck. 50 to 70, you know. 70 all day. I mean, come you on. Know, long, on the week. Long, yeah. crazy. I mean, <laughs> you know. But uh, you needed that. Like you said, you needed that flexibility. Like I started the catering company, and I didn't want to not take jobs because I was plugged into a schedule. Mm-hmm. You know, and I do a lot of large wedding catering. And a lot of times you'll you'll deal with a client and talk with somebody, and they're like, hey, can you do can we do a wedding tasting Wednesday? You know, and, you know, for me, I want to strike fast with somebody. I don't want to be like, well, let's do it in two weeks. I'm on schedule. I can't. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So right. you need that mm-hmm. flexibility. Yeah. No, it's important. You know, so, I mean, there was my money was tight for sure. But, you know, I, I just made sure that I needed that flexibility to yeah. kind of grow things. Yeah. I, I had a full-time job um, in terms of hours, you know, when I was still doing the food truck. Uh, I still – was working about 35, 40 hours and uh, in, in some capacity just outside in other kitchens. Uh, and, you know, at the end of the day, until you get your business up, right? Like one catering, if, if it hits right, can be the, the equivalent, if not more than a full 40 hour work week, right? Oh, for and, sure. And so. Yeah. This is something that's, that's even happening even now in a lot of the, the industry, right? Like you're, you're working and because of capacity and, and the micro of skill sets now, you're able to kind of take that same kind of thinking on a lower level. All right. All right. I think that's, that's what opens the door for something like a 911 kitchen, like an Uber works, like a Snapshift and all the other ones that are. Right. I mean, let's just say that you're working a full time job. It's set up to where you can, you know, I need extra money. Christmas is coming up. You can you as a kitchen staff or a chef, if you even have any background at that too, you can go right on your phone app and, and freelance and pick up work too. Mm-hmm. You put on there and you create your availability. You know, you can put on there like I'm available Tuesday, Thursday, uh, nine a.m. till three o'clock. You know, and then mm-hmm. you, so you can work whenever you want too. Yeah, I mean, holidays are coming up, right? Like that's something that every single one of us has to deal with. You know, like the amount of money that you make in the kitchen right now is not always the same. So you do want to be able to maximize your hours. Like I imagine you probably have some like slider flexibility, right? With negotiation of, of monies and things like that. Yeah. Yeah. How do you think that affects, um, uh, cause we recently had, uh, this back and forth push pull on, uh, hourly wages, right? Like what is the value association of, of a worker? Uh, I think it was like, um, here in Michigan, we had uh, attempted to do it for $11 an hour, uh, or maybe it was 12 And then the entire policy was walked back during a lame duck session. So like in that time, right after uh, the primary, um, all of the changes associated with uh, raising minimum wage were reduced back. They were essentially rolled back. Uh, to what it currently is now somewhere around like eight, 
and some change, maybe like yeah. around there. And then in addition to that, the tipped workers, um, which in the, the new policy would also receive like the same wage, uh, also had theirs rolled back to remain at, um, I believe, uh, 375. Do you think something like this helps with kind of shifting the, uh, like just value association with the kitchen rolls or? Well, I think the value of the kitchen roll really just depends on the employee too. You know, I know that, you know, the, the wages aren't extremely high. Um, so for some people they can be, but also it's, it's up to the owners too. You know, it's, you can limit having a revolving door like you see in all the kitchens if you paid them better. But also, it's like, can the business sustain that, too? So it depends. Mm. You know? Yeah. Okay. So what was the first thing that you cooked? <laughs> Did you start when you were a teenager? You start when you were in college? Oh, man. I don't remember the first thing I cooked. Uh, no, I started working at Morrow's Dining in Allen Park when I was 13. Okay. You know, so, I, like, right at that age, they had us prepping. Even as dishwashers, you know, we'd be in the back prepping stuff. Man, you know, the new kids don't know how easy they got it in yeah, the kitchen. we man. had this monster pressure cooker in the basement, and every Wednesday we'd make bolognese. Okay. Mr. Morrow's dad would, and, uh, you know, you'd pull out five five-gallon buckets out of it, but then you'd do, you'd do like three buckets of bolognese, and then you'd do two buckets of tomato, but you'd put a china cap into a bucket, and you would ladle the bolognese in there, and you'd whisk tomato sauce right out of the meat sauce. Okay. From it, you know, and you were, we were doing this at 14, 15 years old on it. Your forearm would be swelled up from doing it. You know, oh, it's, it's dripping sauce in a big bucket, you know. Right. I mean, you'd think about doing a few buckets like that. All right. How do you, uh, when you go grocery shopping, like, how do you, how do you pick your stuff out? Well, I, uh, I've been having a lot of smoothies lately, but I like my snacks. I like my healthy snacks and, you know, I eat steaks. I cook for myself a lot. So, I mean, even a couple of days ago, I just had made myself a big ribeye you okay. know, with butter and bone broth. And that was it. You know, it was just a giant steak. I didn't even have vegetables or nothing. I sat in front of the TV and just pol <laughs> polished off a fat ribeye. <laughs> Did you still have your socks on? <laughs> of course. <laughs> as long as you don't sleep in your socks. Right? Hey, you, know, you got to check. You got to yeah. check. All right. All right. So if we were to take a look in your refrigerator right now, what what are we seeing? You would see organic orange juice, organic apple juice, almond milk, milk, bananas, oranges, apples, and uh, a few different sides. I don't keep my refrigerator too stocked up. I kind of pick up a few things at a time. I got some uh, mixed olives and feta cheese in there. Okay. Uh, some jalapeno olives. This is like a an Ellen friendly refrigerator. It sounds like it's a little. I do a little bit at a time, you know. <laughs> I wish I was that good, you know. And that's and I have to be now because, like, if I wanted to go buy grocery shop and you get like a six pack of that uh, strawberry shortcake ice cream, like I'm putting four of them down that night, <clears throat> you know. And so the more I have, the more I consume faster. Uh -huh. So I just kind of pick up a little bit at a time. We're watching that portion control then. I, yeah, I have to, or yeah. it's, you know. Yeah. I'll put a dent in what I bought that night. <laughs> what is that? Um, I don't usually mile down on things, but I recently had this. Uh, it's like a ice cream that's all blue, 
It kind of tastes like Superman ice cream, but it's just yeah, the Blue Moon ice cream. Is that what it's called? Yeah, blue yeah. Moon. Man, I ate a whole half gallon of Blue Moon ice cream. You didn't even regret it though, <laughs> it, did you? It was so good. I called my brother over. He got a half gallon. He ate one too. It was, <laughs> <laughs> it was from some place out in Gross Point, like yeah. one of those. I think they make chocolate Sanders. I think it was like a Sanders Blue Dream ice yeah. cream. <laughs> Fantastic. I'd recommend it. Yeah, I'll try it. <laughs> I love good. ice cream. I got to put that on the list. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, one of the things we like to talk about food experiences, I'll put you on the spot. Yeah. Your most excellent food experience and your most Awkward food experience. Awkward. Well, my most excellent food experience. I don't know. I don't even know if I have an awkward one. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I feel like... You might have to let me come back to that one. Yeah. I mean, that's fair. I, I feel like even this morning... When I was getting coffee, it was awkward. <laughs> well, I know that when I came here, we came early and I, and we we ordered myself a bunch of dumplings, and then now I got them sitting next to me, and I'm scared to eat them, so I'm not awkwardly smashing dumplings <laughs> on, a, on a broadcast. So I guess right now might actually be it. Right? I should just polish them off and be like let let them see me for who I am. Hey, you know, <laughs> no, no need to put on airs, man. You know. You know? <laughs> Just go right into it. So <laughs> when we come back, we're going to break down a little bit more of like the 91 kitchen staffing, see how it works. Uh, we'll kind of talk a little bit about some of the folks you're working with on that. And then we're going to break down some industry topics when we return on Refrigerator Diaries. All right. We are back on Refrigerator Diaries. Hashtag what's your RD? So we're with Stuart Fox. We're with Chris Santos, right? Yep, Santos. There we go. And you didn't say it the first time. I was a little hurt. <laughs> <laughs> I, I wasn't sure. I was like, should I put it out there? Like, <laughs> nah, <yeah. laughs> All right. And then, uh, of course, your boy Godwin, chef owner operator, Yum Village. We're also hosting Refrigerator Diaries. So, for those of you that don't know, we're here with our guest, main guest, Stuart Fox. He just released an app, 911 Kitchen, Emergency Kitchen Staffing. You also have a successful catering company, Detroit Catering Co. You also have a successful donut company, Sugar, with two R's. Two R's. Right? Yeah. Who, who, now do you roll it or is it just? No, nah, you know what? We started in River Rouge. Oh, so Sugar so, River Rouge. Yeah, it's just where the two R's kind of plug in at. Okay. You know. Oh, so that's right the there. first one, that, yeah. the River Rouge on Jefferson. Yeah. Okay, man, I pass this one all the time. <laughs> yeah, with two R's. But that that's that's the, like the home base for Detroit Catering Company. Oh, wow, okay. Yeah, that's that's that was the reason why how I even got into the donuts. It was I got this bakery, this large, large building kitchen, mm-hmm. you know, with uh, – with all the kitchen equipment for a steel for a great price. Yeah. You know, and uh, man, I gotta, it was just for catering. I got to compliment you too, man, because like when I look at you and I'm like looking into your eyes, right? Like you don't <laughs> seem like someone who's tired, but like you, you're up making them donuts and then also doing the catering. Just grinding, man. You, you sell know, a lot of those things too, right? My whole life. Well, not now, you know, we kind of ramp up what we're doing, but my whole life I've always been up and going, mm-hmm. you know, 
Mm-hmm. You know? I'm, I'm always a busy body. <laughs> busy body gets it done, right? Early bird gets the worms. Yeah. Squeaky bull gets the I oil. Think, <laughs> murder mode. Murder killing mode, it, you know? right? That's, that's <laughs> Seriously. Said, like, right? like, yeah, I outwork everybody or most of, most people. I, mean, I don't want to take any discredit from anybody, but, you know. I just like to call it beast mode. Beast I, In the kitchen, when I was the chef, I called it murder mode with the staff. Like, I treated every night like it was Super Bowl, mm. you know? So I got, like, even this young kid that helps me out catering, he's, like, the bus boy. He's, like, murder mode tonight, you know? So it like, <laughs> and it was my way of, like, you know, we're going to kill it. We're killing yeah. it. So yeah. I would always, like, go into the kitchen like like it was a Super Bowl. Like, okay. every night I wanted to murder it. I like that, You though. know? Yeah. So I would yeah. set myself up for success. What I need to do to bump the line up, what, anything that I could pre-prep, pre-do, right. you know, what yeah. what can I do to make sure I have a successful night to kill it? Hey, that's, that's a good uh, approach to take in life you as know. well. You know, all, all things should be done that way. If you stay ready, you don't have to get ready. Hey, preach, put one in the air for that. Light us up. Light us up. All right. So, Let's kind of jump back into it here. You know, nine one one kitchen, emergency kitchen staffing here. So, how how does it work now? Do I have to pay a fee to use this? It's completely free. Um, it's free for the employers, free for everybody. I'm not really worried about charging right now. I'm more I'm more concerned about building a foundation. You know, letting everybody see what it is, let okay. everybody use it. Well, so you're not even into the money right now. No, I want to. I want to create a foundation. I want people using it. I want people to see that they need it. That you know, it's something that it's a necessity. Right. You know, it it really should be in every kitchen, any commercial kitchen anywhere. Anyone who would say that it shouldn't be doesn't feel the pulse of the business because it's a necessity. It's a you know, it's an epidemic. Every kitchen anywhere needs help. Yeah, and you know what? There, from a just being from an operating standpoint myself. at first, I was hesitant because I felt like this isn't the answer, right? You know, pretty soon we're going to have people showing up who just got some tag name. You don't even know the real name. They got a four-star, four-and-a-half-star rating, and you just get pictures of their knife skills, and <laughs> you just, you know, yeah. hell Mary in their menu, right? You know, like, please, you know, be good. <laughs> you know, like, but... um one of the things that like we we like to employ at, at Yum Village is just making sure that we invest in our team. Uh, if it's possible, we want to try to keep the hours inside first before we we reach out for more. And so, you know, some of the things that happen when you do something like that is heaven forbid, like life happens, but you know it does because it's life. Uh, at that point, you know, you're kind of like, well, I. I wish I had a, a bigger kind of a group on, but like when you take on more staff, if you can't sustainably give them like 20 to 30, maybe even 40 hours, right? Then it's not worth it to them. So something like this still allows you to keep that flexibility of having a tight crew. Uh, but still, you know, if something happens and you're in a bind or you just need help, you can always. Yeah. Somebody know. calls off on you on a Friday night, you know, and you got to, full house with reservations you know having somebody with experience there is better than having nobody with experience mm-hmm. this app's also you know it's for everybody i i was down at schoolcraft with the culinary art program with the teachers and the students mm-hmm. going over it so i mean this this app's really for everybody from you know an everyday line cook 
to, you know, somebody leaving a culinary art program, sushi chefs, bang, uh, banquet chefs, butchers, you know, you name it, line cooks, pizzas, breakfast, you name it. Anybody mm. that has anything to do with the kitchen, you know, Fantastic. from a strong chef to somebody who's just going to help, you know, swing a knife with some prep. Yeah. I mean, and a lot of what I've never gone to culinary school, but a lot of what I would say has helped me was just working in kitchens, working with other folks, other folks in the kitchen and, and kind of just being around that culture and that mindset. Yeah. You know, so, yeah. I mean, that's what I same. you know, I didn't go to school for it. I just been in the kitchen my whole life and there's techniques that we'll learn, you know, that you can't learn in school. Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. I'd probably sign up just so like, if there's like a kitchen that I wanted to get in, you know? Yeah. I'd, I'd sign up to take a chef. Like, I, I want to see what that kitchen is doing in there. Let me. Yeah, sneak in there. Uh, I mean, not not even just learn. I, you know. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm still learning every day. Yeah. You know? so, there's some dope recipes out there. <laughs> <laughs> take it. Turn it around. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's really yeah. part of what being a chef's all about is seeing things and seeing ideas and, you know, then kind of creating it off it on your own. Right. Right, right. So um, I understand you're not like, you're taking a break from eating the donuts, right? Yeah, yeah. Right. So what, what's um <laughs> what's, some, what's some things that well, how you how you craving your sweet tooth here? I have my Oreo milkshakes. That's been my that's been my go to for years. Okay, you know, but I I was eating donuts every day. Yeah, you know. Oreo milkshake. Where do you get that Baskin at? Baskin Robbins late night. Okay. Late night. Yeah. Oreo. Do they blend it in a blender? Oh yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. I hate. It, when you get like a shake or something like that, and then you tell, like, you know, like they say, oh, it's fruit, and then you got a straw, then the fruit can't, you know. Oh, you can't oh. drink out of it. Yeah, that's it's, a problem. I hate that. Like, it's a functional nightmare. Hate right? that. When I was at Baskin Robbins where I ended up going in, not to drive in, and I got a large $7 milkshake. And um, when they filled it up, they filled it up three quarters of the way, but then I watched the guy <laughs> tilt the cup that. like this to create like a milk ring. To cover up where the cup, where the milkshake wasn't filled. Okay. So I was like, hey, man, fill that mother up. Mm -hmm. And he was like, what? I go, I said, fill that. Up. It's a $7 milkshake. <laughs> he looked at me like I was crazy. And I was like, dude, I'm not playing. Fill my, fill that cup up. <laughs> Get another scoop. <laughs> <laughs> well, I probably wouldn't have been as ready. mad if he, if I didn't watch him do like trying to create an illusion of it being filled. Do you yeah, know what I mean? That's messed up. That's don't, when I was like, man, you be better. slick. Yeah, you right. better fill that up, man. That I don't mind paying $7 for that Oreo shake, but I want a full one. Right, right. Let's not be slick here. Let's not do it. All right. So uh, what else? You know, milkshake aside, you got anything else for us? For what, sweets? Yeah. Uh, I love my donuts. I like the macaroons. Uh, what's that? For the love of sugar, they got some great macaroons. For the love of sugar. Yeah, oh, that's, not, that's uh, in Detroit. Yeah, they got, you know, I picked up something there before for a catering job, and they had a sample plate out. And I've mm. never done that to a sample plate, but I, I, I kind of beat down their sample plate, you know, okay. all the macaroons that they had out. <laughs> okay. Was that good? Yeah, they were good, yeah. Yeah, but I mean, I've got them there a couple times, too, but those are pretty good. Okay. A shout out to For the Love of Sugar. Yeah. Do they spell their sugar with two R's? No, one. Okay. One, yeah. So they yeah, it's a cute it. shop that's down in Midtown, so can't check that out. with the originals. All right. Not bad. Not bad. What about you, Chris? About the milkshake? No, <laughs> I want a milkshake right yeah, now. No, yeah. me thinking about steak and shake right now. Sorry about that. <laughs> absolute, absolute, uh, 
I'm gonna get ready. I'm coming to you next. <laughs> Absolute <laughs> must have sweet alternative that isn't a donut. Mm. I'm gonna put like a Jeopardy. I'm think. I think I'm gonna have to go with a milkshake. A milkshake for two. <laughs> <laughs> no, what it is is I'm like I love sweets. But I can't have too much of it. So, like, if I get ice cream, I get sick of eating it after okay. a while. But if I get a milkshake, I don't really get sick of those. You can't so, get sick of a milkshake. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Moment of truth. Uh, well, I don't know. I don't, I don't want my answer to sound, like, pretentious or anything. Let's see. <laughs> well, we, we do have – um, That word means. come from a Polish family, so – I like to go for uh, – we have a very strong Polish uh, subculture here in Metro Detroit with Hamtramck and Sterling Heights and all those cities. So lots of Polish bakeries, I would say, like Kruszczyki, okay. Punchki, you know. Okay. Well, I know what that is. What's a Kruszczyki? Uh, you probably see it. It's like um, kind of like an elephant ear. It's like a fried dough and then it's covered in um, uh, powdered sugar. Some people call it's it amazing. an angel, an angel wing cookie because oh, it kind of shaped like. Wings. Yeah, yeah okay. those are good. But after saying all that, like, are like we talking about desserts that people cook now? Because I can come in with peach cobbler now. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. After hearing all of that, that I was like, okay, dog, no, milkshake. No. <laughs> so I don't have anything that I made right, but I can what, make them. They're not as pretty as the store bought. Yeah. Well, you know. <laughs> The flavor is all that matters, you know. Yeah. As a, a flavor proponent and someone who's put out some ugly plates out there in my life, <laughs> the flavor is all that matters. Which is why this dessert that I'm about to say is is all the more fantastic. So what I would do is I would get a moist cake, you know, it doesn't mm. really matter, with a whipped icing, and then I would wait until I got. Usually red velvet uh, would typically be the, the, the one of choice. And then I would wait until I got just semi-soft melted ice cream. Mm. And then I would just mix it all together until it was like a shake. Oh, yeah. Like a cakey ice cream shake. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the best dessert. I can see that. So we got three for shakes now, huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was like, you made that shake sound good, though. <laughs> One way or another, it ends up in a shake. It's, right? it's like it's a shake kind of, kind of time. <laughs> so we'll come, we'll come right back here. You, you, one more time. So you're not making any money. You're doing this just for the community. Are you doing this by yourself? You, you, when did you start coding? You code and cook? I, I have a great guy that I grew up with, you know, that does it full time as a job. And I was like, here's my idea. Okay. Do you love it? He was like, yeah, I absolutely love it. I'm like, all right, well, I'll make you a, you know, partner in it. Hitting with the shoot, shooting in the gym line. You know, mm -hmm. I, well, I wouldn't be able to do it without him. Right. You know, right. And, uh, you know, that's it. Well, I'm trying to roll it out as heavy as I can, put some feet on it. And, uh, you know, he's doing the coding and the programming. Okay. All right. How how does that work now? Do you guys like kind of like talk? Like, does he live here in Detroit with he, you? Yeah, he's, he lives downriver. We both live downriver. We communicate. You know, we meet up as much as we can. We talk on the phone, text. Mm -hmm. You know. Okay. All right. That's what's up. 
Now, um, I, I've got to ask because you probably like you've I've seen some of those amazing pictures. You know, um, what what are some of the most like over the top things that you've you've noticed with like staffing? Like, have, do you have any like do's and don'ts for for folks that that are going to start using this? Uh, Do's and don'ts, uh, you know, be reliable. Don't be a drug addict. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Don't do it. <laughs> <But> <laughs> don't do dope. Uh, you know, good work ethic. I mean, a lot of the stuff's kind of, you know, but it's probably with any job's kind of common sense, but, you know, good work ethic, good sense of urgency. You know, mm-hmm. a sense of urgency is what, you know, you can say that's something they don't really teach in culinary school. You know, how to get out there and just rock it, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Um, before I let you go, um, speaking of over the top, uh, I've seen some ridiculous over the top donuts. Yeah. And, you know, I know you could probably like win a competition for some of the stuff that you put out there. <laughs> I have but, world's best voted by my mom. That's what I put uh, on the social media, like voted best donuts in the world from my mom. <laughs> hey, you know, what, um, what are some over the top things that you've done? For donuts, yeah. Well, this weekend we did a we did a pumpkin spice cheesecake donut that was good. You know, I've done a strawberry cheesecake was inside the donut. Yeah, cheesecake filling. Like if you were making a cheesecake, you know, but I pipe it, put them all in piping bags. Butterfinger donuts, nutter butter donuts, uh, fruity pebble donuts. Use brioche bread or like what kind of bread is it? Said fruity pebble donuts. Oh yeah, the fruity pebble ones. Even maple bacon. You know. Wow. Man, that's fantastic. Right. Uh, animal so, cracker donuts, mm. peanut butter and jelly. Right. That's amazing. <laughs> All right. So we've got Stuart Fox, owner, operator, Detroit Catering Co., founder of 911 Kitchen, emergency kitchen staffing, and also owner of Sugar with two R's. With two R's. All right. Do you, uh, we're going to uh, end up here. Uh, do you have anything else you want to let us know about before we close up? Uh, well, you can download the phone app, 911 Kitchen, at the App Store and Google Play. It's free mm-hmm. to use, um, free to download, and spread the word. Check right. it out. And then um, we've got a website, too, or is it just www.911kitchen.com. All right, www.911kitchen.com. All right. We're going to bid you adieu. Chris, any last words? No, man. It sounds excellent. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I really like it just because it seems like it could be a very good help for people, especially if they having trouble trying to keep a full-time staff at all times. It just seems like an excellent program. Thank you. We win, should, we're, trying to, we're trying to put some feet on it. My, my plan is to try to make this large, larger than life. Okay. You know, so yeah. this is a local Detroit app, and, uh, you know, we need Detroit to be supportive of it. Absolutely. Know, push it, support it, share it, tell people about it. Absolutely. And if you guys want to hear a little bit more about what Stuart has to say, be sure to check in our newsletter. It will be coming out a week from this podcast dropping, and uh, I believe we're going to have some words from the man himself, right? You will. Absolutely. All right. We'll see you next time on Refrigerator Diaries.